Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tyler James, the publisher and co-creator at Comics Tribe, to discuss the new comic series, Happy Hill, Issue 1. He's contributed as an editor currently on Kickstarter. Welcome, Tyler. Hey, thanks for having me here, KS. Nice to meet you and uh, and uh, have this chat. Oh, thank you for replying and uh, showing up. Uh, outside of my introduction, who is Tyler James and... Um, Comics tribe, I should say. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great question, and uh, it's something that uh, you, you know, I think all creators uh, need to sort of uh, uh, have a, a good awareness of, and then uh, also be willing to uh, to evolve it over time. So uh, th- that's definitely been been the case for me. Um, you know, right now, like at my my first identity really is a is a father. You know, I spend uh, about half half my time with my uh, my three year old boy. But uh, so that's what I'm doing when I'm not working on uh, Comics Tribe projects or working with other uh, comic creators and, and crowdfunders uh, on their projects. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm someone who's been making comics since I was uh, a boy and uh, sold my first comic out of my backpack in high school at age 14 uh, and have sort of been uh, addicted to uh, telling stories and um, sharing them with the world ever since. Um, in early 2011, uh, I launched Comics Tribe uh, with uh, a number of other folks uh, that were, were in the tribe there as a uh, publishing venture where we were going to um, you know, have an imprint that we would publish our titles under. And one of the things that we used to sort of differentiate ourselves a little bit in the market when we launched is that we said, hey, you know, we're going to figure this thing out on the fly, this whole uh, independent comic book publishing, and we're going to sort of document our journey and share what we learn along the way. And so um, on the Comics Tribe website, we started posting uh, articles and uh, on everything from small press publishing to comic book writing to uh, improving your art skills and and all sorts of things. Um, And as as time went by, you know, we were able to go from, you know, just a couple of of independent creators to eventually uh, getting worldwide distribution with Diamond. Uh, Kickstarter came along and we started having um, significant success over there on that platform. Uh, Fast forward to today where, you know, We've had you know hundreds of thousands of books printed and published and distributed around the world. We've had multiple um, foreign licensing deals on uh, to getting our books into different uh, foreign languages. Uh, and uh, Comics Tribe projects have raised over seven hundred thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Uh, and so had a lot of experience uh, <laughs> along the way. Learned a lot of lessons. And uh, I, as someone with a, a training and a background as an educator uh, and and the heart of a teacher. Um, I've just been passionate about sharing those lessons along the way. Um, and so I, I do that now primarily in the form of a, a podcast called Comics Launch, which is really focused on uh, creators, uh, helping creators crowdfund and uh, expand their audiences and get their books really out there into the world. So uh, that's uh, that's Tyler James in a nutshell right there. Um, so how was the trans, was it a transitional thing from educator to comics writer, editor, publisher? Was it something you were already doing or do you still educate? Yeah. So it, it's, um, it's funny. Like I, I've kind of always been the kind of person where, um, as I learn something, I have the desire to teach it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, I went home, um, uh, a few years ago and my mom asked me to clean out the attic 
And I came across in the attic a, um, a videotape that I had made as a high school school project, where it was literally a how to how to make comics the the, the Tyler way uh, that I did for a, a high school humanities project. And so it was like even back then, you know, after I was learning um, how to put together comics and figuring that out, uh, I was still you know had the desire to then package that up and, and share, you know, my, my knowledge and my content. So it's, it is funny that fast forward till today. And I, and now, you know, one of the things that uh, Comics Tribe, my, my overall business in, involves is a, a program in a community called Comics Launch Pro, which is, um, uh, it's a combination of um, online training videos uh, and systems and processes that uh, I've sort of documented for other creators to follow, um, along with coaching uh, in real time with me, and uh, and then a, a community of other sort of serious, dedicated comic creators, um, and that's um, you know that that's a big part of uh, what I do just full time. Um, and so I've been working um, full time since uh, I've been building sort of comics tribe and the publishing ventures and and the other things um, that I do um, sort of on the side seriously since about. 2011, but um, the since 2016, I've sort of been um, at this full time for myself, um, either working on Comics Tribe projects or helping other creators um, launch their projects uh, through what we do over at Comics Launch. Um, and so my, but my background um, from you know, I've got my master's in education, and and I also taught for a couple of years, uh, sort of in the classroom. And so uh, now I've sort of combined my uh, <laughs> my skills and, and background of teaching with um, what my passion has been, which is really about you know telling stories, creating comics, and then launching brands out into the world. And so that's a lot of what gets me fired up, and and I and I love working with other creators to get them to see that oh you know what it's true that you know making comics and then getting them out there, getting them crowdfunded, selling them, marketing them, et cetera. Those are like two completely different skill sets, um, but they can both be learned. And, um, and so we spend a lot of time just helping creators get real confident about their ability to not just make the thing, but also uh, put, put the business pieces in place to sustain the thing so they can keep doing this. Okay. Um, so what is Happy Hill, the first issue that's on Kickstarter right now, what is that about? Yeah, so um, Happy Hill is the latest Comics Tribe uh, series that um, we're coming out. It's the first new series uh, we've put out um, in terms of just, just a new title uh, in uh, over a year and a half. Uh, the pandemic's kind of kind of slowed a few things down, but we're excited to have this back. Um, and this is a series that uh, is sort of a supernatural horror vacation thriller, is what we're calling it, um, and uh, it takes place in this super opulent resort uh, called Happy Hill, where uh, they promise that, uh, that happiness is guaranteed. And uh, they say that you can leave all your troubles behind uh, forever. And uh, however, <laughs> there are also a lot of people that uh, never seem to make it out of Happy Hill, which is, is related to it. And so um, this is kind of a, a darkly somewhat comedic, somewhat scary um, mashup. It's sort of like, a, um, you know, like an Edgar Wright movie. Uh, if, you, if you mashed up Hot Fuzz with The Shining, with uh, Cabin in the Woods and a couple of other sort of um, horror-ish comedy dramedy type 
books, um, that's kind of what you'll get. Um, it is, uh, once again, I get a chance to work with uh, two amazing comic creators. Um, Joe Mulvey is sort of, this is the brainchild and he's sort of been mashing these ideas together uh, for the past uh, several years, at least three years that he's been sort of in some, uh, some version or another, just forming this thing. Um, and then he also brought on his um, frequent writing collaborator and, and writing uh, writer, Rich Duick. Um, Rich is, uh, 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 or Joe and, and Rich and I last worked together on a, a series called Wailing Blade, which we did a big Kickstarter for last year. Um, and so this is a new series um, from that team. Also joined by uh, art, uh, color artist, Chris Sotomayor, who uh, always colors Joe's stuff and just does a tremendous job with it. And then uh, it's uh, just really been fun to see these guys who have been working together for, for a while now, um, just continue to elevate their game. Um, and then for the first time though, we're also working with uh, Hassan, uh, Hassan Atzman uh, El Hau, who is the uh, letterer on this project. And um, it, it definitely has its own sort of unique look to it in the lettering, which I, I think is really cool and great. So, so that's sort of the gist of it. It's um, uh, on this project, I've served as a sort of the, the editor of it. And uh, as publisher of Comics Tribe, I'm sort of orchestrating uh, the official launch, which is uh, uh, we use Kickstarter as our primary launch vehicle to get things out. And so um, we've uh, got 10 days left to go to, uh, to rock this thing. Um, and it's already fully funded and unlocking some stretch goals and everything. So if anybody wants to check it out, they can go to happyhill.comicstribe.com and that'll uh, whisk them over to the Kickstarter so they can check out what we're doing. Um, so how has your journey been with working with collaborators, um, not just as an editor, maybe like a writer or even mm -hmm. as a creator? Um, and how do you decide which jobs to accept and which to decline? Mm. Yeah, so those are some good questions. And, you know, your uh, your podcast name um, ring, rings true for me in a lot of ways, because for a long time, in fact, probably like the first 26 or 27 years of my comic creating journey, uh, I was a solo act. Mm -hmm. Everything that I created, well, everything was done by me. I wrote it, I drew it, I inked it, I colored it. If it was gonna be colored, I lettered it. And and I sort of realized that, you know, okay, that it's great. It's great to be able to like not rely, have to rely on anyone else. And, and uh, you know, you can sort of, it's all you and it's totally your vision. Like th those are the great things about doing that. But uh, the downside is, um, the pace at which you can put out projects is yes. significantly reduced when you're doing everything. Um, and then also the, your, your book is only going to be as good as your weakest skill set, Right. Um, and so as I started, you know, as, as I started developing as a creator and, and sort of had bigger aspirations for getting books you know, into comic shops and on the shelves and, 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 you know, looked at along like on par with the best of the best that was out there. Um, I, I said, I sort of said to myself, okay, well, I, I could still go this route and maybe in, in 15 years <laughs> or 20 years, I could uh, maybe build up my skill set in all of those areas such that I could, you know, compete. Um, or maybe I could focus on certain areas that I feel like I have a, a real genuine um, 
you know, uh, talent for, and then also partner up with other super talented people that could focus on their areas of expertise and we could make more comics and make better overall comics. And so um, I kind of got hooked in uh, several years ago just on collaborating with other creators to the point where, you know, I had multiple projects going and needed a home for them. And so that's really where Comics Tribe came from. It's, the, the tribe was a real aspect to it where, hey, we, we were all sort of creators that um, had a shared ethos, shared love of comics, shared uh, desire to make quality stuff and, and put them out there. So, um, so yeah, so, so in terms of um, collaborating and deciding what to do and, and when, um, you know, a lot of times that, that comes down to what's the project and what's the goals for the project and um, what creators are gonna bring the best vision forward. Um, you know, now, like at the same time though, uh, over the years, I've sort of realized that it is so much work to really bring one of these projects to life. You know, you, you were talking like, even just for a single issue of comics, you, you're talking like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man hours of people just like really putting it into it. And so, uh, and, th and then that's just to make the thing. And then there's the, all the, all that goes into to getting it out into the world. And so, you know, I don't have an unlimited bandwidth. And so, you know, when people pitch me ideas for new projects or other things, you know, most of the time it's a no, because mm -hmm. simply I just don't have the bandwidth and Comics Tribe doesn't have the bandwidth to do every project that, that we would um, like to see done. Um, but what I do find is that over the years, you sort of build a trust with, collaborators that you know and, and you like working with to the point where you know um you believe in them such that so, so you know that was an example with, with happy hill um you know this was going to be a you know yes for me um as soon you know simply because of the creators that were attached with it you know mm -hmm. that these are these are um you know creators that I've gone, I've gone to war with. I've, uh, I've definitely, uh, you know, we've been in the trenches together. We've been behind those comic book, uh, convention tables and, um, and, and have been doing this together for a while. So, um, you know, it, it's a honor and a privilege to get to work with creators like that. Okay. Um, normally I ask creators what advice they would give to up and coming creators. They wish someone would have told them when they first started, but it's pretty much what you do on a weekly basis with uh, the comic launch podcast. So yeah. has there ever been a time, whether presently or when you first started the podcast or even after a few successful Kickstarters that you felt doubtful or maybe unqualified about offering other creators advice? Hmm. You know, it, it's, pretty it's that's a great question um and the, there of course was were some times about that uh, because it you can always go and say there's there are people more qualified than me to give advice on this stuff right mm -hmm. like at the time i had started the comics launch podcast let's say you know uh like with comics tribe you know, we sort of position it as we don't really know exactly what we're doing, <laughs> but uh, we're going to, so we're going to share our journey. And it was sort of like documenting the process, right? Mm -hmm. um, with comics launch, I was taking a little bit more of a, an air of authority, right? Um, and, but when I started it, I had, 
um, you know, I, I had five or six or, uh, successful projects under my belt. They had collectively raised over a hundred thousand um, dollars. I had a you know perfect success rate on Kickstarter in terms of of launching, and I had a lot of, and and the articles on that I was writing on Comics Tribe that were about Kickstarter were some of our most read and interacted and people would say, oh, this is really good stuff or, or people were linking to them and stuff. And so, you know, that was enough confidence to get rolling. But, um, but I do remember sh- like about six months into the podcast, I opened up and decided to, to take things up a notch. You know, you know, the podcast has been or, or started out as, and has always been just a free weekly podcast that's out there. But um, near the end of the first year of podcasting, I sent out a survey to my audience, and it was a small audience at the time. I think only only about um, eighty creators uh, received the the survey or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I one of the I asked them for you know some feedback and things like that. And one of the questions is it was sort of like, would you be interested in going deeper and and learning my step by step process for Kickstarter launches? And uh, some of them said yes. And I'm, um, I said to myself, okay, well, I'll do this. And, uh, I'm, but I'm going to put a price tag on this. And, and, you know, people are going to have to pay for this. And before we started that, you know, there was a little bit of fear of, you know, hey, uh, I've gotten results and I've followed this, but I can't guarantee that this will work for everyone else. I don't, you know, so, so there's always a little bit of fear there that, um, hey, I, you know, these people are trusting me with their money and their time and their energy uh, and, and their dreams. And there's really nothing more, um, you know, like precious than, than some of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A few things more precious than that. Um, and so, so yeah, but so that was a leap of faith. But now when I look back, um, it's like, I'm so glad I took that leap of faith um, because in the you know f- few years that I've been doing this and building the programs and adding to the programs and revising the programs and growing the programs, like to date, our members have raised over $2.5 million and uh, over 300 successful projects. And none of that would have happened if I had believed that story of, well, someone out there is probably more qualified to do this than you. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and the other thing is like, the more you do it, the more qualified you become. And you never get less qualified at something. And so that's, that's what I would encourage everyone out there. So even young creators, even creators like myself when I was you know 12 and I just made my first comic and then I wanted to go you know, teach what I, what I learned to doing that. Um, because the great thing about this world is there are always people a little, a few steps behind where you are on your journey. Mm. And those people, like you could have the key to unlock the next step for those people. And it's not, and, and there's nothing wrong with you having that key, but not all of the keys for further down in the journey. Um, because the truth is there are a lot of creators out there that like are so far ahead that they can't even remember <laughs> what it was like to just being started yeah. such that learning from them, you know, where they came up and, and, you know, well, the way you came up was you, you, every week you would, you would, you know, email these 10 editors that with your latest, like, it's like, no, that's a different world or, 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 or they're, they're, they have their own different path. Um, and so that's something I try to, you know, 
stay cognizant, cognizant of. And um, the fact that, you know, in our program, I'm, I'm always working with new creators and young creators, um, as well as veterans that are going up. It's like, I don't want to lose too much sight about what it's like to, to get this going and, and get things started. And, and so that's what's nice about having a, a community with creators that are, are in, at different levels. Uh, after listening to uh, the most recent episodes of um, Comic Comics Lunch, um, I'm already starting to um, try to rephrase how I ask a lot of my questions. Um, I typically ask creators, whether they're veterans or novices, for um, more productive conversations. Um, that's how much I've learned in the last few days of just listening to the podcast. But from one interviewer to another, has um, has there ever been anything recently or sometime in the past year or whenever that you've learned from other creators that made you rethink the questions that you asked or even maybe rethink how you did your own work? That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, the, the podcast, like, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm a terribly great interviewer. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, uh, I, like, if if I was going to be a world class interviewer, I would I would probably do what what you've done, uh, where you say you, you go and you listen to some past past interviews of those guests, and you you really go deep into their world and 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 uh, and and try to ask them that question that they've they've never uh, never been asked before. Um, my with just where the podcast is, a lot of times the interviews are like oh will come up and and these are creators that are trying to get spotlights on their kickstarters and it's like okay let me see if i can i can squeeze you in uh, but then when they get on my podcast i i almost try to like i i tell myself i'm doing it for my for the creators or for the listeners thing where i'm where i'm asking the questions that the listener really wants but the only way i can get to that is like all right what can I learn from this from this guest? What uh -huh. what nugget can I can I pull that will be you know super helpful? And so you know, uh, there's definitely there's definitely perspectives that I, I get from from having on guests that just have a different uh, overall experience mm -hmm. um, from me. And you know, the comics world is is pretty it's pretty diverse. Like my lane is sort of unique in that, you know, I, I do spend a lot of time on the publishing side of things. And I, I, I touch like my hands are in a lot of pieces of the creative process, but I'm also not at this point spending eight hours, a day, eight hours at the drawing table, or I, uh, I'm not, you know, often, unless I'm in a, in a writing phase, I, I'm not just like beating my head around chat, battling writer's block. I'm usually, uh, spending a lot of time working with creators and working with projects that are, you know, 80 to 90% of the way there. And now it's like, okay, let's find the marketing hooks. Let's find this or that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always enjoyable to hear from some, like, let's like a web comic creator that um, th their world is a little bit different and, mm -hmm. It, and uh, or or a creator um, like you know just had uh, Jeremy Hahn on the podcast. You know he is comes comes from it where you know he's mostly a mainstream comics uh, market, working with editors, working with the big publishers, and Kickstarter is sort of like a supplementary uh, that uh, and and so you know just seeing how different creators pull together a living and pull together um, their multiple talents um, is always pretty fascinating to me. 
Okay. Um, well, my last question for you, Tyler, is um, what is your idea of success? And I ask that because as creators, if we're not making regular paychecks from a full-time job or money from our projects, we're considered failures in a way. So we're doubtful about pursuing this highly competitive and intimidating career path. Um, we may even put our dreams on the back burner or give them up altogether. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? Yeah, that's, um, it's a great question. And it's something that uh, I think a lot of creators, if they're not careful, they can, will cause them to uh, give up like just shy of hitting a new milestone and, 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 and getting where they need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the truth is like success is doing what you set out to do and achieving the goals that you set out to achieve. Um, and it starts, it always starts small. So, you know, sitting down to create something like is success, like actually finishing that page and then finishing that that script or that, or finishing that issue, like that's a success, like figuring out, okay, how to, how do I print this thing? And how do I get this thing in a format that looks kind of like a comic book? That's a success. Taking it to Kickstarter and getting, whether it's, you know, uh, whether you're raising a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, $10,000 or a hundred thousand dollars or more, like those are all successes. And what I've always found is that, you know, the creators that have the most success did it by stacking one small win after another small win after another small win. And so, um, you know, there are some definitions I like, uh, success is the, the, uh, you know, the steady achievement of, uh, steady progression and achievement of worthwhile goals. Um, but you know, success is, 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 uh, putting things down, like having an idea in your head, putting it down on paper, putting a plan together to make that happen, and then actually making it happen. Mm-hmm. And the the truth is, like, if you've never done anything, if you're if you've never done something before, you have, you will often have a wildly uh, incorrect uh, understanding of what it would actually take to achieve that thing. You know, there, there's some people that say, like, you know, most worthwhile goals will take 10x the amount of time, energy, money, whatever, that you, the person that's never done that before, um, think it will take when you start out to do it. And so <laughs> if you actually knew what it would what it would take to to do all of that, if you like, you probably would never get there. But it's mm-hmm. like, as you go and as you see more progress and as you see, you know, step by step by step, um, every level, like every, every step you climb, you can see a little bit higher. And then the other thing that I've found is that, um, you need to build the practice of being happy with all of those small steps. Otherwise, when you hit those bigger steps, you, um, you won't be happy with those either. Um, and I can, I can honestly say, you know, we did a campaign earlier this year, Kickstarter campaign, raised over $100,000. I felt no more excitement about that one than our first Kickstarter campaign that raised $26,000. And I felt no more excitement about that than I did 
when I sold my first comic book to, you know, for to somebody to a kid in my classroom at a dollar a piece. Now I didn't didn't certainly didn't feel less, <laughs> but um, it's all relative, and and so. Um, and it's a failed game to, to be like, well, once I get here, then I'll be successful because any, every, at every level, you can always find people that are more successful and, and you can so easily, like we, as human beings, we so, uh, often, um, normalize success, uh, and, and that minimizes it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so like, like this current Kickstarter campaign we're going on, you know, we've got 350, almost 350 backers right now. But that's only about half as many backers as our best campaign ever. So if I'm not careful with my mentality, I could be like, well, if we don't double double our backer count before, uh, in, within 10 days, this project was a failure. But is that the case? No, it's a different project. It's a different, mm. it's a different audience. It's a, it's a different lot of things. Um, and, it's an it's, and it's another opportunity to, to keep doing what we're doing. So, you know, those are some, these are big questions. Um, the psychological, like the game is the mental game. And one thing that's sort of under appreciated is that I think that creators that, that last and then go on to, to create works that really, you know, impact people. Um, yes, they have talent. Yes, they're hardworking, but they also have, um, and or develop a mental toughness to be okay on the great okay on the great days and okay on the bad days and okay on just a, a, an average day um, mm -hmm. and, and find a, a, a you know a calmness to uh, what they're doing and a peace with what they're doing and uh, and that's kind of the vibe I try to instill to other creators because I know how emotional this stuff can get especially once you've created the thing and now you're trying to put it out into the world. And now you've got people that, uh, well, well, you know, as soon as you create something and put it out in the world, you're going to have some people that love it and some people that don't. And, and, and the, the more people you reach with it, the more of the, the good you're going to hear and the more of the bad you're going to hear. And there's a certain amount of, of toughness that is required to be able to have the impact that you want to have. And so, um, but the, but the, but the way you really do that is by, by building on, you know, one small success at a time. Yeah. I think, um, in Jeremy Hahn's episode, he spoke about, um, every step that you take in your work, you're investing in your future self. Right. And then, um, in the most recent episode, I believe is the, what was it? The three problems for Kickstarter veterans you just did mm -hmm. on Sunday. And you yeah. talked about, uh, comparing, um, campaigns which you just discussed about pretty much not doing that and because it's a different project at a different time and with different people and different whatever it is so you don't want to do that and then um like emailing people and promoting your projects and then um something new that I learned about backers dropping out towards the end of the campaign I guess yeah. did not get so caught up in that that I've never heard of that before so that yeah. was really interesting yeah. to hear that yeah, and, and honestly, you know, as great as Kickstarter is, like, you know, it's not a perfect platform. There uh -huh. are little annoying things, uh, and like, so for example, like today, we actually had a a a, 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 a backer that came in um, at over thirteen hundred dollars pledged. Now, you know, 
that's great, right? It's a single backer, $1,300 pledged. Uh, but that's one backer that if that backer decides to drop out or cancel, well, that's going to, you know, pull $1,300 way away from the, of the campaign. And, and so these are just kind of things that you, you're aware of. Uh, you don't start spending that money until uh, the, the campaign is over. Um, and you also recognize that um, part of the reason why Kickstarter works the way it works is because backers have the opportunity to pledge and then think about it. And that in actually encourages more people to, well, all right, I'm going to support this campaign. And then I'll, I'll keep checking it out, if, even if I'm on the fence. Um, mm -hmm. Overall, and, and uh, in, inside of my community, like right now, there's a couple of campaigns ending. And, you know, one of the creators is like, oh, just had a 300, I, I lost $300 worth of backers last night. Uh, and then today, I'm now I'm back up 700. Uh, we're heading into the final 48 hours. Like, it's just going to be up and down and left and right. And, and it's um, yeah, it, it can be nerve wracking, especially if you don't know what you're going into and mm -hmm. and or or you're you're sort of doing it on your own. And so like even just these uh, these creators having other creators going through the same thing at the same time um, that they can vent to or you know hey what should I do about this? How should I approach this? Um, it just it goes a long way. And um, the great thing about the comics community is that it is a community and there are so many good people out there that are willing to help and are willing to um, share what they know and, and support one another. And so um, to, to the thing that I'm probably most proud of in my career um, might not even be anything that I've created other than just the fact that um, there are a lot of creators that have found each other um, and I've been able to be part of the connective glue that has, uh, has enabled that. And so that's that's one of the things that, you know, when it's all said and done, it really is about people. <laughs> and uh, and and I hope, uh, you know, like I, you know, that, that that's the thing that I think is, is pretty uh, pretty special about what I've had, had the chance to do over the past de decade or so. Okay. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to push about Happy Hill, the first issue, or maybe talk about the rewards for potential backers? Yeah, so I mean, what we're doing here, like Happy Hill will be out um, for all of you Wednesday Warriors or comic shop fans, like it will be out in mainstream uh, comic book shops and, and everything. And so you'll have an opportunity to get that there. But what we're doing on Kickstarters, we're actually, um, there'll be two sort of main covers, uh, two standard edition covers that will be out in comic shops. Um, we're going to give you both of them for just 15 bucks. Uh, that's US and it includes shipping uh, in the US. Um, we also will ship internationally, but uh, those cost a little bit more for international shipping. Um, and then we also have a, a whole bunch of really cool variant covers. So we're doing a, a metallic uh, variant cover that was done by Mike Henderson, the artist of Nailbiter. Uh, Alex Cormick has a, uh, is doing our Virgin variant cover. Um, and so those are gonna be some Comics Tribe exclusives that uh, you wanna grab on the Kickstarter. Um, there's also a cool, um, uh, bag that we're doing that uh, sort of like a Happy Hill visitors bag, bag uh, and then also a, a, a VIP collector's box. Um, so those are some sort of cool high-end rewards. And then like, we also did something where um, you can actually get drawn into the series, which is kind of fun. So um, yeah, I encourage anybody that uh, the, the book, if, if you're into horror, if, uh, if you like, uh, you know, books like Chew or Nailbiter, um, image comic series, like stuff that's a little dark, 
but comedic. Um, I think you'll you'll dig Happy Hill. You can go to happyhill.com, extribe.com. And then um, I also, I know you probably have a lot of creators that listen to this and uh, are, are potentially interested in Kickstarter or, you know, but are, might, might not be sure where to start. Um, I did put together a, a free strategy guide. Um, you can get that at comicslaunch.com forward slash funded. And that covers uh, nine cool strategies that creators of all levels can use to help get their projects funded over on Kickstarter. So I encourage people to go grab that guide if, uh, if they're interested in uh, getting into the crowdfunding games themselves with their projects. All right. Well, thank you again to Tyler James, the publisher and co-creator at Comics Tribe for discussing his new comic series, Happy Hill, issue one, currently on Kickstarter. Uh, please give the Kickstarter a look, share, and or back if you can. Also subscribe to Tyler's podcast, Comics Launch, crowdfunding for writers, artists, and self-publishers. Like I said, I learned a lot just after listening to the most recent episodes, and I don't even have a Kickstarter. So if you're looking to create one, whether as a veteran or a novice, I highly recommend you give his show a listen. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. 